WHUPLP Hillsboro. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. WHUP has a special, special guest for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great guest. We've got someone I consider a friend and a mentor in this poetic life. Listeners, please welcome Church the Poet, owner of Just Blaze Productions, an amazing poet, host, playwriter, music consultant, graphic designer. This man can do it all. We've got a great one for you today. After this great instrumental, we're going to let this ride out for y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art, listeners being our body as our features as our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you all Church the Poet. How's it going, Brody? What up, man? How you doing? Endless wheel in this. <laughs> you, you know where we at. Go ahead. Endless wheel in this bleep. Yes. Uh, church. It's been a while since I've seen you, man. You know, um, since I moved out to Hillsboro, I don't get an opportunity to come out to your open mic as often. But uh, when I do, you always show love, which is always an honor. Everybody always know you show love. So how's everything been going with you, bro? Uh, man, it's been ups and downs, man. I have to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Personal life, uh, poetry life. You know, you're just trying to just to manage what you got going on and try to keep just the, uh, I guess, the excitement in your life. You know, I've been doing poetry a long time, so. Just being able to still do something every week and still be relevant and still be a part of the community that helped raise me and see some others that has helped bringing out and just giving them opportunity to do poetry, man. This is it's great. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, and um, that is one thing that uh, you um, and your fellow partner, um, Desana Hanu, your partner in poetry, you guys make do an amazing job in welcoming uh, new artists. Um, is that something that? was gifted to you did you get welcome into the poetry community that you first um got introduced to so loving like like you're so quick to do um i think what happened when i started years ago um i got introduced to it and i was you know and i started as just like everybody else i started as a regular writer um just one day i was and then when i actually got into the community it was more like i need to create what i like and so I wanted to people to feel like it was a family orientation. Like you feel like it's family when you come. Um, a lot of poetry events you go to won't feel like family because it's not family to them. But to me, it's like if you build it, they'll come. So that's has always been what we've tried to do is make it feel like you're joining something that's not just poetry, but it's actually something you can say, hey, I do something with you outside of writing. And so that's been our own, our connection. So that's how me and Desan started. Oh, it's so funny too because uh, to be honest, I asked your mother that question uh, when you cast me for um, one of your um, roles in a play that you wrote, and I asked your mother. I said, "Church is just so welcoming when it comes to this art," um, and she said, "He's always been like that. Like you are only child," is what she told me. So your poetry community 
um, has always been what you looked at as your brothers and sisters. And mm-hmm. so for that to come from your mother, um, I think I even said something to you that day, like, man, your mom is awesome. She kind of gave me some words of wisdom from you. So to hear that from her lets me know that it is genuine um, of what, what you kind of give us. It's, it's, that's what it is, man. I, the only child, um, and I made everyone feel like it was a brother or I made her feel like it was sister. And so, like, moving to North Carolina, the son was the first person I knew. And to be honest, it, I just continued to build. And I told him, I said, you know, we could change the community, what people see poetry, if we start and show them our relationship. And I, if you see our the poetry community we are, we are connected to, is built off of our relationship. Me and him have a relationship that's solid. We have a relationship that we can go out and it's not just poetry all the time. So that's how I looked at me bringing in or talking to other artists. If you want to be a part of something bigger, you have to want that. You gotta need that. Families need to be together, and I needed that for oh, myself yes. personally. I definitely understand. Everybody, you know you know where we are. We're at Spoken Stories, brought to you by WHUPLP in Hillsborough. We've got a guest in here by the name of Church the Poor. He's just giving us a little bit about himself. Um, we are a poetry and musical radio show. We only want to bring the best spoken word artists in here, and we only want to feature the most amazing music that's going to bring some interest to your ears. So today, we've got Church. He's just telling us about his connection with poetry I got a question for you. Okay. When did you first start performing a poetry? And do you remember your first performance? Um, my actual first performance was uh, in high school. Um, they actually wrote something for class and asked me to write, perform it in front of the, like the student body. And the first time actually hitting a real stage, I had a friend who introduced me. Her name was Katrina Love. She's passed now from cancer. But she invited me. I was working at the Y. She invited me to the open mic. Fell in love with it. Came back the next week and wrote my first official poem. It was called My Teddy Bear. (laughs) But no one knew it was my teddy bear. I was talking about love and how this person made me feel. But it was about a teddy bear. And at the end was the, oh, I just, I miss my teddy bear. And so from then on, I started to want to take the journey of making you think about something else, but it'd be totally different. Like That's so awesome. So even at an early high school age, you had some um, introduction with some personification and um, talking about your emotions through love and, excuse me, making that analogy and talking about the teddy bear. So you was really deep into it, even from your first write. Yeah, my first, my... The official first poem I wrote was a girl called me a dog. And I, that, my response was not to call her back the, the female version of that. So I wrote it in a poem and sent it to her. And I was like, here it is. So, oh, yes. So that was that was my, I was like, yo, I got to learn to take these emotions and write them down, which is what I did. And I've been doing it ever since. It's poetry is free therapy. I'm starting to notice that a lot of um, male friends of mine they get introduced to poetry for that particular broken heart or rebuttal or response to some type of qualms that somebody may have had when it came to the inadequacies of love. And that's what we kind of use that outlet. And then we transition to some so, something so much more than just talking about relationships. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what we, with guys specifically, uh, specifically, specifically <laughs> um, is that we don't always have an outlet. We don't always have anyone to to talk to, and it's you know, and if your brother ain't there, or if your your dad or your mom isn't around, you need someone to actually talk, and poetry becomes 
your way of talking things out or getting out your emotions on a page and you can see it, read it back. And then it's like, hey, I couldn't talk to you about this, but I got this poem about it. You want to hear it? Here you go. You know? Here you go. Um, on that note right there, want to hear here go. Um, go ahead. Let, let us hear some church. Let you hear something. Let me see. Um, I wish I could have invented rainbows. So I can wrap heaven in your eyes with each bow. I wanted a reason to fall in love. I want a reason to adapt your habits out overdose to your prescriptions. I want a reason to revisit your days so I can be a part of your life. Some days I want to pretend I'm a prayer so I can finally be a man after each one. I want to be important like breathing. I want to skip to heaven after, happily ever after our first conversation. I want to tell you I cheat with your spirit daily. I want to time travel back to your birth so I could have been your first love. Some days I wish I could reinvent Murphy's laws. The laws of our attraction could be copywritten. I want to buy you sweet nothing so when I actually paid attention, now you can honestly leave me a tip. I want to capture what happens like a digital camera. I want to tell you at night I watch you while you rest. I need you to live in my eyes forever. And I too am a victim of love and hurt. And I write between the words and fall victim to your love. And I'm going to go back to the day when breathing was emotionally troubling without consent. When breathing caught you stepping in my tomorrows, I wanted to be in so deep that you was breathing for us. Inhaling the good and exhaling the bad, she's coveting my touch. I wanted to make this day live as long as the day we could live past our life. I wanted to make your, my heart your final resting place. I wanted time to expire with us holding on to these moments. I wanted to go to open mics and read this out loud. I wanted to give you a reason to fall in love. A reason to fall in love. It's so many times where you recite uh, poem and you have helped me with this personally the voice that you want to adapt um, that you want to embody and as you take that deep breath when you said I wanted to breathe and you make sure you exhale moments like that you really captivate the audience and I really appreciate um, you, you you showing so many people that so often when it comes to how to uh, perform a poem okay. I, don't, I don't know if it's about teaching people how to how to perform the poem as opposed to living the poem. That's a good point. And, Thank you know you. what I'm saying? Um, I think embodying what you write is how you find your own personal emotions. Um, a lot of people who write just to write don't always find themselves in their own poems, and these poems are personal. Like, no matter what you think, there's a part of you in each poem you write, whether it's for a wedding or whether it's for someone else's force for a, fun a funeral or anything. You find yourself in that because you've had to deal with either death, you dealt with love, you felt dealt with heartbreak, you find yourself in all these different situations. So how do you not connect to your own work, your work? That you makes know? sense, that makes sense. What advice would you give um, to beginners? Like I really, something that they can really grasp and really help to help them like write more and perform more because you just said you're not necessarily writing for the performer. You're writing to fill that poem. So that was some wisdom right there. So what what more advice could you give um, to beginning writers? My advice for young writers or writers who are beginning or old, or writers who have been writing and find themselves in a thing, what they call writer's block. Writer's block is emotional. And writer's block is something that you put yourself into. Writing just a simple Four, four line word or something that describes an emotion or something that describes what's going on helps you get out of what you think. So I would tell younger people, if this is something that you are interested in doing, don't take writing for granted. There's a lot of people who want to be able to write their emotions and feelings out that can't. You have a gift. 
And if you can convey that, you should try to do that at all times. Oh, yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. We're going to take a uh, musical break right now. As you all know, um, this is not just about poetry. This is about poetry as well as music. We have a great musical feature um, coming to entertain our ears by the name of Eternally MC, a good friend of a good friend of both of ours. So it's amazing that I can have Eternal. Shout out to Eternal. I know you go watch this later on live. Um, So go ahead. uh, Shout out to Eternal. The name of this song is What You Believe In by Eternally MC. Again, we got Eternal the MC right there. That's a good friend of mine. What you believe, what you believe. I love your music. It's so hard for me to enjoy music nowadays when I turn on the radio and hear some of that lollipop music. When I got people like Eternal making music called What You Believe In. Right. He's a teacher. He's an educator as well. Um, let me give you a little bit about Eternal. Eternal's from Brooklyn, North Carolina. Eternal is one of the founders of the weekly NC State Cypher Free Expression Tunnel over at NC State. Uh, Cypher, Cypher, shout out to everybody that's been out there before. It's just amazing. If you want more of his music, it can be found at www.eternallymc.com. And y'all, y'all check him out. If you enjoy hip-hop, that's definitely what he go give you. Speaking of hip-hop, 
What about that poetry verse hip hop show that I seen you perform at church? I know that was last year. Um, and you've done plenty of things since then, but considering we did just play some awesome hip hop, what do you think about that platform of of competing poetry? What do you think about that? Um, I think I think it's a dope concept. Um, I think it's something that people have always wanted to see. Um, I think there, you know, being a part of it, I've been able to see the vision of how Sheba created it. Um, which shout out is, to Queen Sheba, by the way. Yeah, shout out. Queen Sheba. <laughs> go, we go way back, way back to Nashville, Tennessee, shout out. Um, but the way she created the platform is dope. Um, I actually created something based off of that myself with Erotic Poetry Slam. Um, we were, the poets, men versus women, Adam versus Eve. You know, and uh, what you've been a part of, which gives me an opportunity to let the men and the women have the same kind of feel, but you're competing with what you do. But it's more of a fun setup. Just oh, like, my gosh. Yes. And so um, um, for those of you listening, um, by the way, uh, you already know, right? We're at WHUPLP Hillsborough Spoken Stories. We got Joseph Churchill, Church the Poet, up in the building, letting us know about his erotica shows that he does. Um, if you haven't been there. Listeners, yes, I have just said erotica poetry show. He said it's so like, uh, mm, this is what I do, but he does that to the fullest very, very, very well. Something very classy. You got some pole dancers, some amazing um, poetic voices who are going to stimulate all your senses. So the first time I went to one, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like good way to bring adult fun to with art and infuse it with classy like that is what i would call that show so uh for you to take something so risque and make it professional like I, i'm gonna give you a big up on that is that something that you created yourself or what where did that come from to infuse so um, many things well the idea I, I came up with the actual concept of the official idea years ago um and then because i was actually doing a poetry show and downstairs they had strippers and i was like man i need to go downstairs y'all need to come upstairs so i can strip your mind and so I was like, yo, here's a great opportunity. I have, I know somebody that pole dances, but I also do the poetry. And I said, well, we can combine these two and see how, to do, how, how it works. But I wanted to make sure it was always a adult show. It's classy. You can't come to the stage throwing dollars. You can't go touching on people. It's done in a fashion where you feel comfortable to come to something that's adult entertainment and then you fuse it with music and then you put the poetry and the pole dancing together because they're both art forms and you take all three arts and combine them into one. It's nothing but great things that come out of that. Um, and it's funny. It's funny. And right. it's funny. Like it's hilarious how much you see people out there really laughing cracking up laughing and they're not just getting that risque that oh my gosh moment that they want to bring home and be intimate they're actually getting a good show with some comedy which they really act because you yourself are a host like i mentioned before so uh with you infusing that comedy the poetry and you have a little personality about yourself with that hosting hat that you put on so it's a it's a good show it's a good show yeah, so if y'all get a chance, man, you, and you see this, our uh, next show is December 9th, and the sh next show after that is January the 13th. You can go to 4plaync.com. That's the letter 4plaync.com. Check it out. I've been doing it over seven years. Um, not not just that, but, man, coming to its own and be able to see the artists that's come through and grasp what they're doing. You've got books out. You know what I'm saying? DeBrita's got a book out. Terrence was in your book. You know what I'm saying? Ladaris is doing all types of stuff. Elliot, you got um, 
uh, Nikita J, Damone, you know what I'm saying? All these artists, Kingpin, you know, these poets that's been doing this work that wasn't op- getting the opportunity to be seen in the area. Here's this platform. Oh, yes, you're exactly you know right. This is That is one of the platforms that I trampolined my poetry career off of, of the comfortability of being able to talk about something so personal to me in the mm-hmm. sense of being sensual and just really taking that full force and just doing it. And being able to be comfortable with that when I start talking about other things, it just kind of came natural. If I can talk about what I'm going to do to a lady and make it so central and romantic and make it crowd-pleasing, when I go talk about my emotions or, or teaching or something different, I don't even have to think about the emotion to put into it because I've gotten comfortable with that. And that's one thing. Like, I try to When people and artists come to me and poets, I challenge them to write not raunchy stuff, but write sensual things that make your mind have to think about it while you're on stage so they can let the people grasp it. Like, you can say the same thing as saying, hey, we just had sex in the bedroom, but it could be so much better if you actually made my mind think without telling me that's what just happened in the bedroom. That sounds, that sounds, I definitely understand. So I know your name is Joseph Churchwell, Uh but I'm curious of why church the poet why not church the actor or church the boxer or church the helper or church the cafeteria worker why did you embody poetry so much after that first time you recited poems in high school why did you want to be church the poet or why did church the poet want to be you um i needed i needed a release i needed to be able to talk um i like i said i was the only child and i was dealing with things that i wasn't able to talk about um, all the time and I found my voice and found my way of being able to get some things off my chest when I first started they called me the female basher not that I was bashing females but I was talking about real stuff that dudes were going through like if they had a girl who wanted to be a gold digger I talked about it or you had somebody who asked you stupid questions and I would my one of my favorite poems was uh, SBGDH which is stupid B gold digging but it was the whole premises behind it of being able to tell what these things were and what I was going through on a personal level and hear other guys that were going through it too. Like, yo, I was young. I had graduated from uh, technical school. I was 19, already trying to buy a house. I had three cars already. So these things I'm going through <clears throat> felt like, oh, she just want me for the money I got as opposed to want me for the person I am. And the writing helped me get through that. So um, it's finding your voice, finding your platform, finding your stage. I'll make a stage. This is the stage that I've chosen, and I choose to let others be on the same stage and have an opportunity to be a part of that. Um, And if that's what you like, that's what I'll give you. You know, if you don't want it, I can't give you something you don't want. What is one of the best responses as a performer, something that you've been able to kind of go home with that night and say, man, like, for that person to give me that response from something that I wrote um, is is really kind of keeping me up and making you think about it so much. I Like, for example, myself, I have a poem about my father giving up. And when I used to post poems on SoundCloud, there was a lady in England, and she shared to me that her father was never in her life. And for me to transition that to how I am in my kids' lives and write a poem about that, it really spoke to her because she sees why her husband is so focused on being in her kids lives because he had a rough upbringing so she's like i've never i'll probably never meet you but that poem spoke to me and it makes me understand my husband a little bit more 
And that was like, wow, a wild moment for me. So have you ever experienced one of those moments where somebody is sharing something that your poem reminded them of or made them feel? Um, I actually have a couple of instances. I actually had a young lady who had heard me perform um, at a show once and brought her child. And she was like, I need them to hear you to be able to express and to from this since then this young lady has now started writing her own poetry she's now getting on stage she was like my daughter has been trying to find a way to get this energy out and to hear the mother talk about all the things she'd been going through and how that brought her up and brought you know kind of brought some things out of her and the daughter just needed that she started crying I was like wow like I, I, how did that? How did that wind up being that person for her? Uh, and the other thing, other one uh, instance, I actually had a CD when I first moved here, and I wind up writing a poem for this girl's wedding. But she took one of my poems from my CD and actually made a play from it from her church. Oh wow! Which was like when she told me she did it, she was like, "Yeah, we couldn't find you, but I made I took this one poem that you had on your CD, and it was called it was about abortion." And it made a whole entire play out of it, which was dope for me. I, which made me um, start come up with another idea that me and Desan have. I don't know if you know, we have a theater company called Black Poetry Theater, which you've been a part of. But uh, we're actually going to be starting back up. We've been in existence over 10 years, August, which is dope for a company uh, who started as just some poets who wanted to do something other than write poetry. Oh, yes. I can, you know what I'm saying? For um, um, that, that Black Poetry Theater... Uh, the poems that we performed at Central University, the play was amazing. My daughter, my kids uh, were up in front row. So for me to be on stage more than just poetry and see them put me, for, for them to see me put that acting hat on, mm -hmm. I, I can't even thank you enough for that. Um, but it was really, 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 really taken in well. I can't even put enough reallys in there because the audience can't speak after that show. For it to hit on how women are abused and mm -hmm. the club scene and the family scene and then the dynamic of the man and the woman friendship opposed to it being something intimate. Like mm -hmm. I'm just standing up for this woman because that's what needs to be done, even though women necessarily don't need that. And the woman to really have that, I don't necessarily need you here right now. Like that play is very well written. So thank you all for uh, you and Desan for make, helping me be a part of that. And for you all who have not seen that, like, make sure you follow that. Go ahead and drop that uh, plug again so they'll know where to uh, find that. BlackPoetryTheater.com, and the theater is uh, R-E instead of E-R at the end. Um, check us out. Um, we'll be back up. I'm actually sitting down trying to write a new play um, called I Am Poetry, um, and it just talks about how a newbie comes in and for the first time they get on the mic and they go through all the issues to when they become the poem finally years later like so it's just going to take you through the emotionals that I went through as being uh, a veteran in the game and watching some of the young people come up and who are now like yourself being able you got a radio show bro you know what I'm saying yeah think about that like first time I see you, you weren't talking about no radio show not you at all I write no books not at all you know what I'm saying so you can say hey not that it's my success or nothing but I can say I saw him when he wasn't thinking about that. Same thing with one of the dopest rappers out right now, G. Yamazawa. He used to come out open mic and only get on the open mic so he didn't have to pay $5. That was it. And so, now he's world-renowned. Right, world-renowned. Like, they got yeah. a song, dance after this dude. Like, I can always go hug him and be like, he gonna be like, that's church. 
Why? Because we built a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's what, what it's about. about. It's about relationships. About. That is what it's mm -hmm. about. That's definitely what it's about. Go ahead and uh, give us some more of this work. We've got Church, the poet in here, host. He has a show that he, he has a show he um, he hosts every Wednesday in Raleigh. He didn't even mention that. That's oh, just the type of person. He, every Wednesday he has a show that he does in Raleigh, open mic, very welcome. And you have some amazing singers coming there. If you want to find some of his work, great graphic designer. He's done plenty of work for me. Um, very, very good, easy to work with. It is at Pro dot webs dot com if you need some graphic work uh, if you need some music um uh, some business cards you need a logo done the man does it all so um we don't just have a poet in here we have an entrepreneur so go ahead and hit us with some of those words please um man let me see let me see um before i do it yes we have open mic city soul open mic cafe in raleigh every wednesday 8 30 to um 11 8 30 to 11 come check us out um Desana Hanu started left it when he went to Boston I took over and we're just trying to keep pushing it um let me see what kind of work would I want to give um they say there are cloudy days in the moments that you're trying to find yourself in and reaching between reaching between what you're looking for and grasping for you have to find yourself and I have defined myself as being able to be creator but I have no, no longer created a space for me, but I'm trying to create a space for you. And in this same space, I've created us. We, us, we finding each other in poetry, rhymes and forms, and we form words to make each other feel comfortable. Like it's, if this isn't therapy sessions 101 and we are giving each other back the things we need. I mean, pen, pad, and we have a chance to at last outside of a mic, but some days the mic makes us feel more comfortable than us in our own skin and us being in our own skin makes us feel as if we aren't the same color as you black, as if the world hasn't seen us come through the color black is like the form of all colors together if you put red blue and purple it just forms us in black we are part of being the black well some of us could be or some of us are and some of us should be but have you actually found yourself in the moment of being able to show each other how and where we should be able to expound on but i am looking for the moment of you well, you show me that inspiration comes from not just writing, but feeling passion. You have to have a passion for living. And if you don't live, then what are you passing on? So how are you passing? You could just pass me on like it was a microphone. So you have to pass, pass, pass the mic so I can get on every now and then. So every now and then when you hear a poem, it's just me expressing myself. It's just therapy. And sometimes it's cheaper to be a writer wow my fact, shout out to my viewers too who are watching live on instagram man shout out to them thank y'all for watching live yeah that's it if you don't live what are you passing on mm. if you don't live what are you passing on that is the question of my day right there i am looking for the moment in you that was a very, very good drop of wisdom. If you put red, blue, and purple together, it makes black. Black. Black is what the man says. Um, I'm such a fan of your of your wisdom when it comes to your writing because you do not write poems for the pencil and that paper to be complete. You, I promise you, I hear the words, and I have been a fan of the words, and I really enjoy when you share because you make sure that you really, really put some wisdom in each one of those poems and those art pieces that you put out there. So uh, thank you for that one. I am looking for the moment in you. 
I don't even know what to say to that besides thank you. No, thank you. It's, man, it's, it's a great moment today, man. It's Sunday. We've got Joseph Church, the poet in here at Spoken Stories, WHUP of Hillsboro, brought to you by, you already know who I am, W-I-L-L-I-M, Endless Will Davis. William is what my grandmother calls me, but um, we've got Joseph Church Will in here. Uh, just so many things to be thankful for, like the man has said. I got I got some questions for you if you don't mind. Okay. I like I like silly questions. If you were to see a fight mm-hmm. between Superman and Batman, who do you think gonna win that one? Ooh. Well see, Batman got these the uh the gadgets. Superman never had no gadgets. So Superman probably might lose, but he could bust out like if Batman shot out the lasso. Not the lasso. What is what is that thing he used to shoot out? Um, the kryptonite the, stuff. Yeah, he just shoot around his legs and just around his arm. He can't go nowhere. I've saying? always been like against Batman. I've always I'll watch the show Gotham on Netflix and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. But I really um, never liked the fact that he's not a superhero. Like that word right there always kind of confuses me. What is his superpower besides the gadgets and being a bachelor? Ah. It's just like a like a a form of privilege. You know what I'm saying? I can be called this if I have this, but in real life I'm not that. But I guess the hero part is he was always being there to save somebody. So, so that's with the hero. That's the hero. Right. But I understand the superpower. I mean, right, he didn't have real superpowers. You know, he didn't Yeah, you're right. Everything was gadget for him. He didn't do anything. It's gadgets. I got I, I got right. I got I got I got another one for okay. you. You said you okay. said you used to um write the first time you shared a poem was in high school. If I were to describe you right now, church, I would say that you are very a uh, boisterous, outgoing person. Mm-hmm. You really want to make sure you hear the crowd, hears your voice, t- so the room is comfortable. Not necessarily a me, 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 me type thing by any means, but let me make sure I speak first so people can be comfortable. That is my take on you. Um, so in high school, were you that way of trying to make people comfortable, embody that leadership role in the room, to make sure that that everyone's comfortable. Let me. I'm gonna be honest with you, which was nuts, and I I don't know how. So in high school, I got um, most opinionated, <laughs> and I was like, "How y'all give me most opinionated?" And I, but I was our freshman class president, and which was crazy, you know. And one of the things that I found myself doing, I was a go between. The school I went to was an all white school, and the people I was coming from school was all black. So I was the go-between. Like, we, we, need to ha- we need to have a conversation. We need to be able to understand what's going on. Was Y'all want to go somewhere. We need to know who to talk to. And I was the talk-to person. Hmm. So in high school, it wasn't – I didn't have the same voice that I have now, but I had a voice to be like, I'm, I want to make people comfortable to be able to say whatever you feel like you can say to me. But be careful in the response and understand what I may say back. But know that I'm, I'm very open. Say what you need to say. Get out the way, you know. And if I've got to be the li- liaison between uh, black and white youth, let me be that person. I can see that. I can see you taking on that role as a artist now, like being that connecting that connecting piece between this and that. The the unknown, the indifference. Let me explain that to you. I've heard plenty of poems that you um, shared where you were bonding that connection you put yourself in there to be malleable between the two so mm-hmm. for you to have that at high school I definitely can see you being that 
common factor. Hold on. Let me make sure we, we get we get this together so nothing comes about the wrong way. Well, the one thing about that now is I don't want people to have to experience what I experienced. Um, whether it's a club promoter telling you, hey, we want you to come do some poetry, but they don't want to give you no money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they want you to come, but they just want to use you. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like I don't want you to have to do that. I done done that already. Let me show you not to do that. Or you hear people say poetry is, you know, it's, some, it's rap. It's not rap. It's it's actually rhythm added to poetry. That's what rap is. Oh, yeah. We're the base of what you hear. So don't confuse us. But at the same time, understand what we're, what we're doing to bridge the gap between the two. And I just like, if you have a question, ask the question. Don't just think, hey, no one, I'm just going to go out here and take the left path when I can show you. The left path is going to do this. Here's the, You can go down if you want to. But I'm trying to guide you to say you don't have to go the left path if it's already been laid out before. That makes don't, sense. Right? Don't step in the hole that you know I'm telling you there's a hole right there. It's a problem, but you do it anyway. Okay. I can't. Like you ask, so when people say I want guidance and then don't want to take the guidance, what I'm going to do? Let you just, you know, like I can let you fall. But if I'm telling you you're going to fall, either you can hear me say you're going to fall or you can just fall. Which one? Oh, yeah. On that note, you mentioned that making poetry uh, financially ex- um, accessible, you were the, um, one of the first people to pay me to do a show, and you gave me that confidence and the words to say of letting people know, hold on, um, this is something I do for fun. However, this also can be financially sustainable for me if you present it the right way. So um, for you to give those words... Um, has definitely been something that's important to me, too, because, like I said, you are one of the first people to to pay me for a show in that comfortability and saying, hold on, yes, I'll perform at your event. However, this is my fee because I have gotten paid this before. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you have to be able to, like, when people come and ask, so how much it costs, and I'll ask you, what type of show is it? What's your budget? Because if you wanted me, what type of entertainment do you need? I'm just like the DJ. I'm entertainment. Just like your band, I'm entertainment. Don't think of what I do as something less than what you think the DJ going to do. Because I could be better than the DJ that night. Oh, yeah. I could be. Exactly. I'm going to add to what the DJ is going to play next. We've got Joseph Churchwell, the poet here at WHUP. He's giving us some words of wisdom and how to get paid in this game. Um, Some some words on how we got started. Um, We're going to play our musical artist again. We've got Eternal. 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 The MC, Cypher, Cypher. The song that I'm about to play right now is a great song. Great song. It's called Brett Favre by Eternal featuring Shane, one of Raleigh's Durham, North Carolina musical artists of the year right here. We got Shane on the track with Eternal. Go ahead and let this ride out. Yeah. 
This for new Daddy hungry with hopes of getting this money No time to be acting funny The clock is forever ticking Rose, we travel a bumpy You asking why am I grumpy Just look at the fucking world that we live in You can't get missing for talking out of your neck No common sense and respect No need for talent but most death to know my reflection eternal Lyrics I spit can burn you So n- grab on your thermals If I'm the captain, you colonel So know that my rake and differs Sick of you grinding Get so blind to the vivid picture I'm hitting light in your fixture You heard supply and demand When I finish you pay me I'm birthing too many babies You rappers are like my children And I prefer cash in hand Tell me where is your stand You focus on making friends I'm focused on building brands With brothers who building grants Only got a couple real ones Who I could call in a jam Orchestrating a stand That's formulating a plan To attacking these politicians For giving out false imprisonment Sort of ironic isn't it How we submit to man Swam about to lose it No fuck it I already lost it And I suggest that you careful Approach and proceed with caution Because I'm known to explode And I do it really quite often So ask yourself Is it worth it for you To catch a coffin Pick a color Any color While I'm pressing Many suckers Spent my life ignoring trouble But the problem steady double And everything I'm spitting Never been imaginary How nigga can have your back And then become your adversary When you tell me You gon' free me From the burdens that I carry You best be willing to hold If you for me Real life is scary so step off Step off yeah. So many can see me Press pause Press pause They ain't know I carry falls Rep fall Rep fall you know. But you need moving fast I told you I'm about to cash And never settle for last Step off Step off so many you can see me Press pause, press pause They ain't know I carry force Rap fall, rap fall But you knew moving fast I told you about the cash And never settle for last Except in these minds with the rhymes That's how I free him Morpheus from the orifice If I reach in my teaching Some brothers they need preaching The others they get neeking You can cry, you can blink But I guarantee the screaming Mouth running like propellers Cause they soften in Nutella Won't you see me under black moons I'm going health and skeleton See my rhymes are interstellar Time traveling through dimensions I ask you to breathe Literally, you should focus on your literacy. No child left behind, rappers with equivalency degrees. Got a queen named Kathy, turn this to a misery scene. This life has told me sacrifice the weekend fees, and that's what I intend to do. These cats are pitiful, I surely swipe it to the left of you. That's how she tended you. Whoever befriended you, now they gon' get it worse. Free in the purest of their misery when I kick so the first. Step off, step off. Yeah. So many you can see me. Press pause, press pause. They ain't know I carry for. Eternal the MC in the building. Eternal the MC in the building. Shout out for sending your music, bro. Shout out for being so dope. Um, and Shame, you already know you got bars for days. He's the one, K97.5, um, Freestyle Friday, like five weeks in a row. Did, did you know that? Uh-uh, I yeah. didn't know that. Shame killing the uh, 97.5 what? Freestyle Friday. He done won like five times in a row. Um, him, 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 myself, and um, Hishaw, we played in a basketball tournament uh-huh. about a month ago. And um, shame can ball. Shame can ball. Me, him, and um, Hishaw was really out there giving buckets. We got like fourth place. We didn't. We never played together before, so we didn't have any cohesiveness. But we uh-huh. was out there having fun. That was pretty dope. Hey man, if you ball, you ball. You find it. What's happening? Find a person you can take advantage of. The other person, you can get the ball inside, outside, hit the shots. That's why we was yeah. winning. That's why we was winning. We lost like two out of like six games, which uh-huh. wasn't that bad. But we we still could have got first place if we didn't knew how each other played. Gotcha. Yeah, I need to get back on the court myself. We got we got church deployed <clears throat> in the building. He's he's letting us know about so much. It's um this this one's right here is special. Uh, I had Debrita up in here before. Her and I have performed at so many shows together. Had my buddy from Grand Rapids in here. Um, the first show of the season. I was really dope. But Church, 
it's something special with him because he's one of the first people to actually put me under his wing, let me know what I'm doing wrong, hold me accountable for when I'm wrong. He and I sat in the car so many times, and he's let me know, William, you got to get your stuff together, bro. You got these kids you got to take care of. Pay attention to this art that God has given you the gift to do. And um, really let me know, like, don't take this for granted. And for me to put myself in a position, and like you said, to have a radio show, under the guidance of him, like, I really, really appreciate that. So this just isn't somebody I'm interviewing. This is Big Bro right here. Big Bro. Big, big Bro. So many shows in Raleigh, Durham, that's been going around. We've got Sean Ingram, who's who's sharpened up in the game. We've got Fuse, who's sharpening the game. And we've got you, and we've got Desan. Like, give me some insight on years ago, even before myself and the Debritas and the Santiago's and the Ladarius's and the Damones and before they even came apparent, give me some insight on on you on you all's connection. Um, funny story. So as of Friday, I've been talking about doing this show for years. Uh, I actually contacted everybody from Sean Ingram to Fuse to Desan to Tim Jackson to uh, Orlando. We're going to do Legends of Poetry, uh, and we're going to talk about the stories, the behind the scenes of how we all met. Um, so it's coming, um, but which is I'm excited about because I've been talking about doing that for two years now, and I just haven't sat down and put it together. But the behind the story is, man, I met Desan, Sean, and Fuse in St. Louis in two, 1999. Wow. Right. In 1999 at a spoken word conference, it was having where Bruce George was there. This is when they first was coming out with um, Deaf Poetry. Um, we all met there, and I was like, yo, these cats from North Carolina is, is in here going, giving it to them. And I was the only person from Nashville, Tennessee that went. You know, and I was there to represent my, my entire city, and I put it on my back. And I told them before I moved here years ago, I was going to put Nashville on my back and get the whole city sky, uh, skyline because uh, I thought poetry was something I took personal. And if I couldn't get my city to breathe the way it should, then I shouldn't be doing it. And from that moment on, I created shows there. I had uh, Mentally Ink Our Nation, which was the men part. Then I had Cradle to the Stage. I had uh, Women of Words. I had my own open mic called The Joint. Uh, only place you could pass the mic. Yo, pass the mic. <laughs> um, and then when I moved here, I just created, I continued and I met I met back up with the sign. I met back up with Sean. I met back up with Fuse. And these are all people that we were mentors. Like I was they was on my email list. So I let them know about shows and let me know about shows. And we just connected, man. It was kinda like old school. Every time we see each other, we talk about, man, I remember this and I remember that. And like when I got first got here, we was McDonald's at an open mic at a McDonald's, bro. A McDonald's. The open mic was at a McDonald's. Was this Ma- Ra- Raleigh or Durham? Raleigh. Wow. They had an open mic at McDonald's, and I would see them come through. Um, then they had open mic down at this place called um, Zydeco, and that's where I met Trina Thoughts at, and I went down there when I was hanging out with her. Um, and so I was able to find my place here, but also I had to deal with some stuff that others wouldn't have to deal with coming from outside. When I got here, I was considered an outsider. I was arrogant but it wasn't arrogance it was me saying i gotta put my foot in a place where they know i don't come here to play with poetry like i'm here to be a beast 
but I'm still the same person off the mic, but let me on the stage. And I got told they would take me out of town with them, but I couldn't get on the stage with them after that. I was like, what's the point of me going with you then? If I can't shine with you, we don't shine together, which is why I built what me and Desan have right now, is because I didn't want nobody else to go through what I went through here the first time I got here. So. Of, of, of feeling left out, and I can see you really, um, you're so genuine in, in, in your, your movements because I can see, like, that's that's really how welcoming you are to the open mic. I've seen where the show is supposed to end at 11, and it's 11.05, and you're like, does anybody else still want to share? You know what I'm saying? So even to have that comfortability with, I know we're supposed to bang on, but please listen to what somebody expressed themselves. That shows what you said. I didn't want anybody to feel left out. You can come, but you can't spit. What's the point of me even being here if I can't share? Right. Um, and that's, that's true. I mean, there's there's times when I can't get you on, but there's times when if I can, I got the time allotted, I'll try to get you on as, you know, as quick as possible. And just so people understand, poetry is it's a necessity for us to have this time together. Um, and it's not just... Words are words, but when you get to feel the words of the other person and you share the same, this is, you are building your own foundation in this. You know, your relationship that you build now should last you for a lifetime. And guess why? Because you have a common bond called poetry. Oh, yes. We've got Joseph Churchwell, Church the Poet up in here. Amazing guy, dreads and hanging down to his floor. I promise you, I think for every inch of every dread that he has, <laughs> that man has some wisdom and some poems to share. We're at WHUPLP Hillsboro Spoken Stories. That musical guest, I know for a fact, if you did not like that music, don't ever listen to the show again. And I'm not even ashamed to say that. Don't listen to this podcast. Don't listen to it on YouTube. If you did not like that hip hop, if you ain't like that beat, if you ain't like that ride of rhythm, if you don't like those words, you might as well not even listen to us, and I'm telling you because that's all I'm going to play. That's the reason why I'm saying that. That's all I'm going to play is good music. So if you don't like that, then you might as well listen to something different. Um, but uh, go ahead. We we got about 10 more minutes left for this show. We got show. 10. We got about 10, you 20 know what? more Let's minutes do it left. Like this. Go ahead. Give me some more words, Let's do and we're going to close like out with. So I'm going to take, is this, what do you say, spoken stories? Spoken stories. Spoken stories. We can do I Believe off Eshad. Oh. And what's another one? Give me another word. Endless. Put endless. endless in there. All right. Endless. So what what he, what he is about to do, this man calls out words. I've seen him do it at shows that he hosts. And he's like, give me some words. Random. It's like crazy. Crazy person. Give me some words. And the crowd will yell out some words. And then what he's going to do is he's going to put these words in his brain. He's going to do some cartwheels mentally, <laughs> flip the words upside down and shake them up. Call it Plinko, like off of uh, Will, whatever that game is. And he's about to put these words together, jumble it up, and make some art with it. I was told that if you can't reach your potential, then you will never reach your dreams. And if you can't reach your dreams, then how am I supposed to believe in you? Like, you believing in the alphabet is like saying A plus B never comes to the C, but I see you and I can find myself. I'm looking. To understand what I've been through so live, live in my life, so live for me. So if you never do anything other than just be a part of my life, believe in me. Like a song I've heard today on this show here, it's spoken stories. This ain't a story, it's just spoken soul. We find our soul and when we speak, these stories are belong on microphones, but in hearts, in pages where we get staged and we drive. 
The emotions from out of your ears into your chest. So we heart palpitation till you feel us breathing for you. You, you've got to feel this endless soul between me and you and this microphone. You could show me the truth if you only believed in what I was going through. If you didn't have the words to come up with, let me give you a prompt. Show you how to merge into the left lane where we can go right. When we right and left and right, right. So if we get it, never wrong we never went right so if i get it right the first time then maybe i should have done it right this time so i would go right because i found the passion to believe that if poetry could it would ever forever steal the moments out of our souls and give us the moment that we live for you got to find your passion you've got to find your reason to live you got to find your reason to breathe so if poetry never finds itself, I believe I'll found it for you. Because I'll never be this great until you endless. Do this endless. Do this endless endeavor. Be an endless moment of life in general. I believe that spoken stories is believable for all. Pow. Pow. That intro that I played at the beginning of the show, I ain't going to play that no more. That's what I'm going to play. I'm gonna play that poem. I'm gonna play. That. <laughs> I'm gonna play that poem, man. I can't even. I was so hilarious. Uh, Sean Ingram came to um, the school where I teach at Hale Standback like a week ago, and he came in there and did a little spoken, um, uh, spoken word workshop with the kids, and just talked about his story. And he and I mentioned you in the, uh, in front of our eighth grade class, the eighth grade class he spoke in front of, and we just talked about relationships, how it's important to build relationships, and uh, we talked about your freestyle capability because one of the eighth grade students was like hey can you freestyle and then uh he said no i don't do that i'll leave that to my friend church and then i started laughing because i'm like yes i have a friend by the name of church who can just pick out some words out of nowhere and make something so beautiful with it in my opinion i look at that as like a um oh my gosh like a a graffiti artist that that's what that reminds me of it's not necessarily somebody who's going to draw a picture and then paint that picture i look at that as like graffiti art that's like there and you see it on the train and you when you see great graffiti on those trains that's about to pass you're like wow did you see that right, right and then it's gone right you mad that you might not ever see that again because you seen something so crazy like wow that was pretty cool i wonder how they did that mm-hmm. but you can't even remember too much of it because <laughs> it just went by so quick and was like kind of got your attention i'm pretty sure everybody can relate to seeing that amazing graffiti art on that train and that's what your mind does it really gives us something so amazing real quick so dope that you just created mm-hmm. and then we might not ever get that and we, we're not gonna get that again just like that yeah uh, that's true you may not get that poem ever again <laughs> yeah and it's like you know finding that passion and having that same kind of just um feeling like I think it's a gift and a curse some days, though, being able to to do poems off the top of the dome, but at the same time be able to, you know, give somebody that feeling of chance to be like, yo, like, did I just hear something? Can you rewind that? And I'll be like, I don't even know what I just said. And it's kind of just you, you're taking that energy right then and 
regurgitating it back on the microphone that you're giving off, you know, so. Spontaneous combustion, that's what you should start calling that. Spontaneous like, combustion. Spontaneous combustion real quick, because like you said, why why make me rewind that part when it's going? Mm-hmm. I can't rewind the going, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm already in movement. My ball is going down that hill. That I, can't, I cannot rewind the momentum that I am going by. Right. So for the audience to kind of understand, don't ask me to rewind right now because my I'm, it's not that it throws me off because it doesn't. You can't throw off momentum. Right. You're not even going to throw me off by asking me to rewind, but I'm not going to be able to give you what you're asking for. No, not, not, no, I can't start back over. Yeah, not, not with that one. Not with mm-hmm. that one. We're in WHUPLP of Hillsborough, North Carolina. You are listening to the Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, North Carolina, Endless Will Davis. I've got one of my good friends, my mentor, um, Church. You said poet. poet laureate, dog. Do you know what that? Do you know what that means? Yeah, I know what it means for me, man. I really does. School teacher, publisher, radio host, poet laureate. What? Right. Okay. I'm trying to do, bro. It's so funny, man. I uh, I dropped my kids off at school on Friday. In the elementary school that my youngest kids go to, they like featured a breakfast where it's called All Pro Dads. So shout out to Grady Brown Elementary for being so welcoming to fathers, uh, where they have All Pro Dad, where you can go eat breakfast with your kids. Mm, and my so- se- and my second grade son, when I uh, brought him to class, like he told his class, he said, "Hey, guys, my dad wants to share a poem with you guys. He's the poet laureate of Hillsborough. Can y'all pay attention to my dad real quick?" And for the, my son to introduce me in front mm-hmm. of his second grade class, and like the teacher was like, "Oh yeah, class, listen." And um, for second grade students, I really didn't know what to share real quick, so I just did like a thankful poem, and like they were like really amazed by it. And the, despite like the class being amazed by it, I enjoyed that. But my son's face mm-hmm. was like, "All right, go to work, Dad. Thank right. you, thank thank you for that, Dad." And it just it's just really good for me because my kids like we've looked. They've looked Poet Laureate up. They see that it is a national title. They see it's something I worked for. My daughter actually introduced me on stage when I um, accepted mm-hmm. uh, the nomination and the award. And when I was presented as Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, like my daughter is the one who introduced me on stage with a poem about how much she loved her father. So it's like me giving that to her from you giving that to me and it's just it's it's a it's a lie it's so much more than poetry they don't ever understand right i can't wait to grace keeps talking about showing me how to do poetry with her so i'm so excited about that man so oh yes i got one by the way he mentioned grace's beautiful daughter yeah, we, that's, that's, like, that's like amazing thing to close it on grace is great i remember when we were doing that black poetry theater and grace was there and she was just so comfortable being in there in the midst of all those adults wasn't being like crazy kid just soaking up the energy taking her time asking for something getting what she asked for in the sense of wanting a snack or water and just chilling out so you're doing a good job with her bro i appreciate that appreciate yeah i got one final question for you it's my question of the show it's a question i always ask all my guests what's next for you um my next year plan is to be able to find us a venue that's ours um i really would like to have a space called the black box I'm looking for some investors, but it make it a black box theater. Um, Durham is losing all the theaters in the area, but I would like to have a space so you can have dance, you can teach, you can do poetry classes, you can have events all in the same spot and just learn from that. Now, learn from us. I know now I've, I've learned to be a light person in the theater. You know, I was self-taught, you know, like you've learned to 
to do you know the radio that's something you could teach kids i do screen printing i do graphics like that's it's teachable things you could teach someone else you know how to make a living without having a living you know what i'm saying so you don't have to you can make something to sell if i need this money i can go out here and do something for it um so that's what i would like in the next couple of in the next years just having our own space and um, just keep pushing these events, man. I want to travel the erotic shows. Um, been talking, got Greensboro. Been talking South Carolina, D.C. Gonna try to get to Atlanta, Charlotte. So, man, it's just it's time to, to take what we've been doing here and and actually put it on the road, man. So, no, that that sounds good. You know where we're at. We're at Spoken Stories, brought to you by WHPLP of Hillsboro. We've had hey Super Saiyan, Kamehameha May guest uh, by Joseph. Churchill and here Church the Poet, one of my good buddies. Um, I just want to close out with um, thank you listeners. See you next time.